India has had a long legacy of important contributions to science, a legacy that we are immensely proud of. The world may not think much of him, but the names like Dr. C.V. Raman, Ramanujan, Dr. Homi J. Baba and Satyendranath Bose still inspire generations of Indian researchers. However, you don't have to look closely at any list of famous Indian scientists to notice that something is missing. The women. It is difficult to see the stars when the moon is bright and it is easy for us to forget the contributions of a lot of people because they were overshadowed by a few. A lot of Indian women have contributed to the fields of science without their names listed in the books. Today, I wish to talk about one such person, Bibha Chaudhary. Talking about prominent people in science is incomplete without discussing the Nobel Prize and the Royal Society. Nobel Prize is not only about the fame, it is also about the prestige and legacy of how science evolves and how the future generations perceive it. However, there have been a few missteps along the way. This story is one of them. Bipa Chaudhary was born in 1913 in Kolkata, India, then British Raj. She was from an educated Zamindar family with ties to Sir Jagdish Chandra Bose. She was the third eldest child, had four sisters and a brother. Her mother, Urmila Devi, was daughter of a Brahmo Samaj missionary. Because of that, Bibha and her siblings were all well-educated. Brahmo Samaj was established by Raja Ram Mohan Roy and is known for its liberal leanings and then radical beliefs such as women should be allowed an education. It is interesting to note that neither Bibha nor her siblings ever married. Brahmo Samaj has conflicts with Hinduism and prefer to marry in their own religion. Related difficulties in finding matches could have been a contributing factor. However, it is important to consider that almost 14% of women scientists never marry. According to most accounts, Bibha led a very simple life, focusing more on her research and books during her youth. In her later years, she had good relationships with a lot of prominent scientists of her time. She attended Bethune School in Kolkata, which is one of the oldest girls' schools in Asia. It was established by Sir John Elliot Drinkwater Bethune. The first female college in India is also named after him. She attained her BSc degree with honours in physics from Scottish Church College in Kolkata. Alumni of this college include Swami Vivekananda and Nidaji Subhash Chandra Bose. Unfortunately, not much is known about her earlier life. She completed her MSc in Physics from University of Calcutta in 1936. She was 23 years old at the time. She was also the only woman in her batch. Bibha took a deep dive into her research immediately after that. She was related to Dr. Devendra Mohan Bose from her mother's side. Dr. Bose was the nephew of the famous physicist Jagdish Chandra Bose and the future director of Bose Institute of Kolkata. She approached Dr. Bose requesting to join his research group which was studying subatomic particles. Despite the family connection, Dr. Bose was reluctant at first. He did not think he had projects suitable to be assigned to a woman. Dr. Bose was later convinced and allowed her to join his team. When Dr. Bose made, allowing you to observe any particles going through the chamber via disturbance lines caused. 
Think of those jet trains left behind commercial aircraft these days. It's like that, except in a small chamber. You can figure out a lot by the path a particle takes, although such trails are very temporary. One can only observe such trails for a few seconds at best, so making any observations or calculations based on these is near impossible. She and Dr. Bose utilize photographic plates to develop a method to study high-energy particles in such cloud chambers. For the purpose of this experiment, they took large batches of half-tone plates to two mountains in Norwest Bengal and exposed them to cosmic rays. They had two setups, one at Sangdafu, which is at 12,000 feet, and another in Farijong, which is at 15,000 feet. The difference in altitude allowed them to observe different kinds of particles. Bipa studied the developed plates under a microscope and compared them to control samples exposed to known particles. She observed two new particles and calculated their average mass. She had discovered pi mesons or pions or mu mesons or muons. I might be pronouncing these wrong. These particles had been predicted to exist but they were not clear experimental confirmations till now. She also calculated the masses of these particles as approximately 221 times and 278 times the mass of an electron. Her and Dr. D.M. Bose published this in various journals including Nature. Bipa was only 28 at that time. And here at 28 I'm struggling to start a podcast. She could not continue her research due to the unavailability of better plates and equipment due to the ongoing World War II. Slightly inconvenient if you ask me. Seven years after her discovery, British physicist Dr. Cecil Frank Powell won the Nobel Prize for, I quote, his development of photographic method of studying nuclear processes and his discoveries regarding mesons made with this method. In his later written book, Dr. Powell acknowledged Bipa and Dr. C. M. Bose's work. Powell was also later elected a Fellow of the Royal Society. Bipa moved to Manchester in 1945 to work under her doctoral advisor Sir Patrick Blackett, another fellow and eventual director of the Royal Society. Her research was into extensive air showers. Earth is constantly being showered with cosmic particles. If one of them collides with a particle in Earth's atmosphere, or specifically its nucleus, it creates a shower of subatomic particles, often kilometers long. This is called extensive air shower. Sir Patrick had invented a counter-controlled cloud chamber, which was similar to the cloud chamber that we discussed earlier, except this was controlled by a Geiger counter. Bipa submitted her thesis in 1949 at the age of 36 and earned her doctorate degree in 1952 at the age of 39. The title of first Indian woman to earn a PhD in physics is a toss-up between Bibha and Dr. Kamla Soni. Dr. Kamla Soni was a biochemist who was incidentally discriminated against by the famous Dr. C.V. Raman himself. Dr. Bibha's advisor, Sir Blackett, went on to win the Nobel Prize in Physics for invention of that cloud chamber. Dr. Bibha's contributions to his observations and discoveries related to strange particles is unknown. And yes, that's an actual name. Dr. Homi J. Baba was looking for new people for his newly formed institute, Tata Institute of Fundamental Research, and recruited her in 1949. 
He found out about her as he was also working in the field of cosmic rays and he knew Bipa's PhD examiner. She was the first woman scientist to be hired by TIFR. Dr. Bipa joined as a research fellow in an experimental physics group. Dr. Bipa continued her research into extensive air showers using lead plates and cloud chambers. During her time in TIFR, she devised new methods to observe particles and their properties. Dr. Bibha left TIFR in December 1953 to briefly work at Bengal Engineering College in Kolkata. She later joined Physical Research Laboratory (PRL) in Ahmedabad. This was at a time where Dr. Vikram Sarabhai was its director. She was involved in the famous Kola Goldfield experiments. They used indigenously developed subatomic detectors placed 700 feet underground which worked in conjunction with the extensive air shower array of TIFR to conduct experiments. She was involved in the setup of the experiment, arranging the site and accommodation of her assistants. She had intended to set up another such experiment in Mount Abu and had discussed these plans with Dr. Vikram Sarabhai. After the untimely demise of Dr. Sarabhai, her new experiment was denied permission by PRL. Her contributions to the Kola Goldfield experiments have since been erased from history. It appears as if she published no papers in the 14 years that she worked there. The papers written during that time by her colleagues at the experiments she helped develop failed to mention Dr. Bebas's contributions. She retired from PRL after this and continued her research into high energy particles. She continued to be a visiting scientist at Sah Institute of Nuclear Physics, University of Calcutta and Indian Association for the Cultivation of Science. She also continued to publish her research until her death. She died at 78 in 1991 while her last paper published was in 1990. Her collaborators and fellows from KGF and TIFR went on to get national recognition. Dr. Bipa was never granted any prestigious fellowships or received any major awards in her lifetime or since then. Despite working with some of the leading physicists of the world, Dr. Bipa remains an unknown name in the field of particle physics. We know about her and her works in most part because of the research done by Dr. Rajendra Singh and Subhash C. Roy. Without their efforts, we would not know of this untold legend. Women of our generation and the ones to come can now read about her and take inspiration from her story. While women now have better chances at succeeding in these fields, the struggle hasn't changed much in over a hundred years. And to quote Dr. Bibha herself. It is a tragedy that we have so few women physicists today. Thank you for listening. I hope you learned something today and you're inspired by the story of Dr. Bibha Chaudhary.